Hey, let's start the show. It's April 17th, 2014. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. Sorry. Sorry. I'm Will Smith. Seated directly to my left, as always. No, wait, what happened? I am not the norm. You are not the Chan. You know, I didn't check to make sure that we're framed. You might want to scooch over just what? a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I don't want to have you here. half out of frame. There over we go. Here. I was hoping you um, wouldn't make it back from your uh, I had your to journey water. to get water because then I could have just taken over and just I, said, I, I run everything now. You are the, the alpha and the omega. You are. Don't do not, do not adjust your set. I'm living between the scan lines of the television in your brain. Yeah, I could just be the Indian chief that shows up on the television in the 50s. That was the, you know, of all the test patterns, mm -hmm. can we talk like top five test patterns? That's easily number one. Yeah, the Indian chief, Bureau of Land Management. Hypnotoad is probably number two. Oh, Hypnotoad would be good. I wonder if anybody, I wonder if there's like a public access station somewhere that just at the end of the day, they just blast up Hypnotoad for 10 hours. Um, I like the non-traditional bars, not the NTSC test pattern, but the other one with bars where the bars line up. So, you know, the NTSC one is the one that you see that has the, the yeah, two thirds, the one the third, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the bottom don't line up. There's another one out there that the bottom lines up. I like that one better. Wouldn't that just be a straight line? I, I think they're different colors on the bottom, wow. but they all still, right. yeah, they align. I think that's all the test patterns. I, I haven't know. seen a test pattern like an actual use in a long time. I bet they're out there. Long, long time. Somewhere. Somewhere, anywhere out there, people are using test patterns. How are you doing today, Mr. Snyder? I'm doing all right. Thank you for coming in and sitting down with me on the podcast. Well, I don't have to sit here alone like a sad person. I'm, well, he I'm here a lot, Monday through Wednesdays. I, you know, do my, do my bit. Well, thanks for coming in on Thursday to record our podcast, which is always recorded and posted on Thursday. Oh, that's, oh, right. I mean, I appreciate you making the yes. long trip down from Petaluma on this special yes, Thursday. Thursday. Right. Yeah. The Cosby show's on later, right? Yeah, so, Cosby's on after this. Yeah. The Simpsons are playing right up against it. Um Yeah, I mean, who what maniac put the Simpsons up against Cosby? I it was a good move, I thought. Like Fox was, you know, they were a, oh. a reckless sort of company. They were just like, we're going to take them on. We've Did, got a really big show. We got nothing left. We got the Australians backing us. Yeah. They got snakes and thongs and all sorts of stuff down there. What did your parents let you watch The Simpsons? Yes. We were forbidden. You weren't allowed to watch The nope. Simpsons? Nope. Nope. Uh, I think my, my mom was probably a Tracy Ullman fan. So I don't think wow. that she remembers like The Simpsons necessarily on there, but like I, I don't think that she would have had a problem with it. I can remember drawing, uh, you know, Bart as a kid. And, uh, Back when Bart was the draw. You, yeah, the big one that you did, I remember that first year, was the Bart Batman. That was like a classic. Everybody everybody would draw a Bart Batman. I think you mean the Bartman. Yes, the Bartman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Cowabunga, dude. Yeah. I tend to forget like first and second season Simpsons. I, I wish that Fox and, and what is it, Overbrook? Who's Simpsons? It's Overbrook, right? 
I wish that they would re-release all the shitty t-shirts that they cranked out in those first like three or four years of The Simpsons. Oh, it was a money grab. Oh, man. It was like clearly they were like, well, this isn't going to last. We got to get as much out as we can as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Let's make a terrible smash them up brawler game. Put that in arcades. We can eat quarters by the million and put Bart Simpson on every single t-shirt that that we had a t-shirt. I think t-shirt Bart Simpson t-shirts were banned. From uh, my elementary school. I can see that happening. Yeah. I think that may have happened in mine as well. Nobody was allowed to wear Eat My Shorts. Yeah, you weren't allowed to draw uh, Simpsons characters probably either as well. Fucking fascist, man. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, so Norm is on assignment. He's in an, he's in a chair in the sky right now. Does he take like a fedora out when he... Like with a little press card yeah. in it? I, I wish he would. I think that would be an improvement. That should be like his cosplay. Norm. Like when he goes to Comic-Con. Well, Norm, uh, last year when he went to Dragon Con, he wore a Star Trek uniform. That's pretty good. So he was like an away mission to mm-hmm. explore the natives in their in their festival of celebration. Um, He's going to WonderCon this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, big unveil. If you're going to be at WonderCon, you should find Norm because something cool is going to happen. Uh, if you read the site regularly, I don't think it will be a surprise. You're looking at me. Well, we're having a conversation. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, so you should seek Norm out. Uh, we've got something special planned for today, though. This is just you and me. You mean other than me? You are the very special guest. Okay. Very right. special guest, yeah. Dave Snyder. Um, we are also going to have a very special episode. This is the time where we learn about sexually transmitted diseases and teen pregnancy and proper condom use and drugs. I tell stories from when I was 17. Yeah, speed. Yeah, sure. Hardcore Dave. Um, No, we, this is a listener's choice episode. Okay. Do you know what that means? Have you never been here for a listener's choice episode before? I I don't think I have. Usually. You told me the premise, so it's ridiculous. Usually what happens is about an hour before we're supposed to record the podcast, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to fucking do show notes. It's such a, I got to go read a week's worth of news and pull out all the good stuff. And then invariably I miss something. Everybody's like, you guys didn't talk about Windows Phone 8.1, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I use an little known feature of Google Documents where I make a Google document. I put brief instructions in the top. I put a big hole in the middle full of bulleted list. Mm -hmm. And then I just make that document readable and editable Mm -hmm. by anybody who has the link. And I post the link on Twitter. Is that little known? I don't think most people know you can do that. All right. People are always surprised. Like there's a spectator process. People jump into the document, even if they don't have anything to add, just to watch like the, the machine type itself. Because it looks like a thousand people are writing on the same typewriter it's magic. at the same time. Yeah. It looks like magic. It's the future. Um, so we did that, and I let it go for much longer than I normally do. And I did did it because you're here. You didn't reorder this list, though. No, all, this right? is it's this just, is raw dog list. All right. This is this is how this is as the people want it. We're just gonna go down the list. We may not talk about all of this stuff. Um, there is a really long list. Uh, but I, I think it starts pretty strong. Uh oh, oh. And like there's sometimes battles happen in the in the Google Doc. Okay. Because people will try and remove there will be factions that are trying to add and remove things and put them higher on the list and all that, trying to curry my favor Mm -hmm. so that I select their topic. Yeah. I can I can definitely see some people have uh, you know header one. Yeah. uh, quite a few. Oh yeah. There's some there's some big fonts in here. The thing that I thought was interesting is there's no outright bribes. Like I would totally if somebody was like, Hey, I'll give you thirty bucks if you talk about this topic, I'm open to that. 
I got no problem with it's that. Just like here's a here's a Bitcoin wallet. Yeah, but instead people are asking me to give them Norm's Bitcoin, which yeah. I don't even have. I want Norm's Bitcoin because he still owes me four hundred five dollars. So silly, four hundred five dollars. I think the number one topic on the list is a good place to start. Okay, woodworking. Woodworking. What's your What's your current woodworking today? What have you been into lately? Are you woodworking? I know you're hot and heavy on a web work launch. That's right. Webhook is is something's happening soon. There, yes, there is. Uh, the woodworking at home is actually kind of slowed down, mostly because my work uh, life has kind of sped up. The other bad part was I got another dog. Which man, why on earth did you do that, man? Uh, See, um, I love dogs. I, I don't love know. dogs too. I always feel. You know, it's pretty rare. I feel that uh, somebody gets a second dog, especially right after the usually you get the second dog when you're worried about the first dog winding down. Yeah. Everybody's like, like oh, you, let's, cushion let's the blow. soften the blow yeah. Yeah, with the kid. Uh, but fuck the kid. I'm worried. I, I like our first dog so much that we were like, you know what? I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. It's it, to me. Having a dog makes me feel more adult than anything else, even more than having a child. Well, Because the child kind of brings you down to her level. Like frequently, but so my, ba- my, my daughter is now like toddling around doing the, like basically all day long when I'm working at home, I just mm-hmm. hear. Yeah. And she just runs back and forth full speed all day long, that's good. up and that's, down the hall. It's gotta be stressful. You get used to it after about a week. The, the thing with me though, is you had to ask your parents for a dog. You never asked your parents for like a kid. You know, well, that's because you made good choices in high school. I guess. Dave. Yeah, that's you that's knew totally about true. teen pregnancy but and you, birth control. But you'd sit there. You'd be like, hey, you know, I'd really and they'd say no or other kind of stuff. I had dogs. When I, I grew up, but there were periods where we didn't have them. So, like, my big thing was, hey, I've I've finally made it. I'm out of an apartment. I'm in a uh, an autonomous house of my own. Yeah. You are the I only person you have to ask. Yeah. And well, then the next thing was getting another dog is a bad idea. But. So that, but she's a nice dog. She's she's okay. Yeah, no, she's a great dog. Yeah, it's just the you get a compounding factor yeah. with dogs, especially puppies. Like if you get another puppy, you're just and Dean's Dean's barely out of puppy himself. Yeah, he's like a yeah. high, uh, he's a high functioning teenager. Yeah, he's pretty wild. But so that's kind of slowed my woodworking down. My next projects that I'm working on uh, specifically are going to be a coffee table Ooh. and a end table that I'd like to get to match. And I've mostly just been designing it, sketching it in like a little notepad. Do like an inlay or anything on the top? Anything fancy there? The top that I'm going to do is a, uh, I'm going to do chevrons. Ooh. So I'll cut them at, I made, uh, I guess I do a chop saw, a miter saw. I've got, I just made a miter sled. Okay. For my table saw. Adam has one of those and he showed me how to use it. It is the best. Yeah. You just throw it on. It's at an angle and they come together perfectly. Makes me feel much less like I'm going to lose a finger using that thing too. Then like a miter. Yeah. Just, just using the, the sled, the the the, fence. Yeah. yeah, The fence, the little tiny one they give you is ridiculous. I don't know why they would do it. Uh, So yeah, I made that, I made that uh, sled. It only took me a day. I I think I got the design from uh, the mere mortals guy that does uh, all his woodworking out of Marin. Yeah. So he's, he's on YouTube or something. He's right up by you. He's in he your is. part. Uh, which is, it's great. His, all his, the thing that I love about his videos is they're all, uh, Steve Ramsey's his name. The thing I love about his videos is they are all like just in his garage and he has cheap tools. Like he is not a guy spending the ridiculous amount of money. It's not like a 
usually pro shop. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, oh, I could I could do that. Well, it's funny. We've talked about like the cheap tools, expensive tools thing a lot with mm-hmm. Adam because it's it's a topic. Like I'm a, I'm I'm buying tools. Like mm-hmm. whenever I do something, I my my thought is usually that if I have a project, I usually buy one tool. Like I I do projects in order that I need one more tool to make them happen. I do I do the same thing. Yeah, That's, it's it, it's a gradual progression. Mm-hmm. But but like the cheap tool, expensive tool thing. There's only a few things I'm probably going to buy that are expensive, and then the rest of it will be cheap. And then when it wears out, if it's something I use a lot, like I bought a cheap orbital sander, mm-hmm. perfectly good. The only problem with it is it doesn't, I can't hook the vent up to the shop back, so it blows sawdust. It's a nightmare for mm-hmm. sawdust. So next time, I'm going to buy an expensive orbital sander that I can hook the shop back up to to suck all the sawdust out and hopefully not make as big a mess. It didn't have just a, a That bag does bag nothing. Huh. Bag is useless. All right. I did a lot of sanding. I've, I've been sanding a lot lately. All right. Um, what were you making? It's just shelves. More shelves. More I, shelves? I just make nothing but shelves. Just a shelf like. man? Uh, I'm, I'm working on a desk. I want to do a desk. Okay. What kind of desk are you making? I want to do a like a work desk. Is it? Does that mean it's standing or sitting? Uh, so it's probably a sitting desk. If mm-hmm. I, I, I have two designs. I have a crazy person design that lifts, like the top comes mm-hmm. up and jacks up a foot and a half, two feet, which makes it go from being a sitting desk to a standing desk. I, I don't mechanically that is hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'm mentally prepared for that. What I might do is make one that has just like a screw jack under there and you shove some blocks in mm-hmm. and then you lower it back down on the blocks. All right. That seems like not a seems dumb, but maybe the right kind of dumb. Yeah, anything with movement, uh, that kind of stuff is definitely going to make it tougher. Yeah. Well, and especially like this is like you kind of want this to with a standing desk. You don't want it to like. Like if I could put on those swing arms that kind of lift up and come forward, mm-hmm. that would be really easy. But with a big monitor and all the stuff that's on my desktop, that would make that it would make it real cattywampus and tipsy. There's another YouTube woodworking guy that does nothing but basically woodworking machinery. So hmm. like he builds gears and all these lift mechanisms oh. and stuff. It kind of blows my mind. Is he the guy that uses the circular saw, circular saw upside down as a table saw? Yes. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. He looks like a mathematician too. Uh-huh. Like every time that he's doing stuff, he's always like doing, doing like high level math. And I'm like, Oh man, this is, this is not, I need to go back to the well, garage and the cheap tools. And he uses like a circular saw. He uses that upside down circular saw with a lathe above it and yes. uses that blade to, to turn stuff. He's uh, insane. Yeah. That's, that's terrifying. I yeah. I don't, I don't need any of that scariness. Doesn't seem safe. Um, so yeah, the desk, maybe a toy box. I want to build a toy box. Toy I, box I might, is easy. Might do a toy box as a one day build for the site. If we can figure out time to do it. Uh, how big of a toy box? Not very big. It'd, Simple. It'd take you though. more than a day. Well, I would, I would. Okay. So then it would be a two day build, maybe a three day build. All right. Probably not doing finishing, just building. And then, okay. And then I might actually do like the, the thing that we've, one of the things we've learned from Adam is the, is the, not necessarily staining everything, mm-hmm. which takes a lot of time. Sometimes he'll just go by like that stick on leather paper. That's actually leather, but, but sticky stuff on the other side. And then she has a leather finished toolbox or a cloth finished toolbox or something like that. All or right. a toy box rather. So maybe we'll do that. I don't know. I haven't decided what I'm going to do today. I haven't tried any of that stuff. Most of the time I sit outside. I did actually buy a, a, a respirator. That's a good idea. That's a good thing to buy. Terrible idea. I, d- I didn't really know about uh, how bad dust was for you and all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I opened my garage door, but I'm doing most of my stuff in the garage yeah. and I don't have great dust extraction. I'm just, I got a shop back that will that, pick up some stuff that you but, use when you need to pick it up off the floor. 
Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, I made a router table that has like, I built uh, like a, a port that I can okay. put the, that in. And that, that's probably where you need it the most. The table saw, it all kind of just drops straight down. It's not so bad. I mean, I'm sure it's shooting a bunch into the air, but it's not making a giant mess. So uh, the respirator was the, nice. The sanding is where you get into real trouble because then you have yeah. not just the wood, like the fine wood dust, but you also have the fine particulate grit that they use to make the sandpaper yep. with. And that stuff's bad. The thing about respirators I didn't realize is I expected there to just be one like you buy a respirator and then you're good. You can yeah. filter anything, mm-hmm. but there's like 50 different types of filters that you can screw onto those little, yeah, those things. And so I got, yeah. Which filter did you get? There's nineties uh, or hundreds. I think the I, I, 3M ones they are pink. I have one for lead paint. Yeah. One I got for that. I have one for, um, uh, like attic insulation, like fiber blown fiberglass oh, insulation. Oh man. What do you do with that for? I had to go up in the attic and put insulation up there a few you, months ago. You put up in, it's not hard. Oh, it I just guess. takes time and it sucks. It's and gross. I did, it's I didn't gross, but I bought that. And then I didn't realize that I didn't have blown fiberglass. I just have like blown cellulose. Cause we live in California where the, nobody really uses real insulation. Mm. So I didn't probably don't really need, need it too much. You need some insulation. Everybody yeah. needs some insulation. It's good for actually the heat, probably more than the yeah the cold. This yeah. is just like dad's talking now. <laughs> um, what do you? What do you? What, what kind of? What kind of lawnmower is that? Dave? So we're making it our way through this list. Yeah, it's pretty we've, fast. We've we've knocked down number one. Uh, what what's your feeling on Dave Lang, sir? Do you know Dave Lang very well? Uh, I know Dave Lang. I mean, I've met Dave Lang multiple times at PAX and at the Detroit Bomb stuff. Um, He's a large man. Yes, he's good. He's a good goofball. Like I like a good goofball. I, I like anybody who works with the the press that kind of just doesn't give a shit, you know. So yeah, that's always been my impression with him is he'll just kind of show up and be like, I just want to hang out. Here, yeah, few guys that'll actually do that. He has. He doesn't. Ha- yeah, yeah. That's exactly. He reminds me of Super Dave Osborne. I he. I was gonna say the same thing, but I didn't want to actually say it. Yeah. No. I. I actually. Uh, last time I saw him, I maybe had had a few drinks, and I brought that up, and he's like, "You know, I get that a lot." And then yeah. he yelled at me for a while. I think it's the voice. Maybe. Like he's got. Maybe. He's got kind of that voice. Super Dave showed up on something I was watching the other day. Curb. Oh yeah, he's on Curb. He's on Curb. That's it. He's great on Curb. It's he's, just so weird to see him. I. I don't know. Did you watch Super Dave as a kid? Yeah, yeah, it was the, great. Yeah, the cartoon stuff. Yeah. No, no, he had a Showtime show. Uh, I don't, I don't think I watched the Showtime show. I definitely watched the cartoon that had live action bits in it. So, huh? I think it had like a live action intro. It was kind of like the Super Mario show. That okay. So the thing I'm thinking about was like a variety show, almost like Gary Shandling style, where he just did like every time he did it, it was like an Evil Knievel special, and it all went always went horribly wrong. Like it would be a, a, it was before yeah, he was always like, that was his thing. Yeah. Was that he was just a shit. He was such a terrible, <laughs> terrible, not even a stomach, a daredevil. Yeah. But like yeah. a good, good hearted one. Yeah. He's trying to do good, yeah. but it fucked up somehow. Anyway. Okay. Dragons and or dragon. Have you seen any dragons lately? Sometimes, sometimes late at night when you've had maybe too much to drink, you see dragons as I understand it, sir. Uh, have I said that? I you said probably, it during the first October cast. I was probably drinking when I, when yes. I said it. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know. Dragons are always, I don't know why they've always been a uh, kind of a thing. I, I made a front-end framework. Okay. Uh, when I built Webhook, we I needed to, I didn't want to use Bootstrap or anything like that, so mm-hmm. I made my own. I called it Worm. 
Okay, like W-U-R-M? Uh, yeah, W-Y-R-M. Oh, oh. Like a worm, which is a dragon and, you know, fantasy-ish. So, so your feeling on dragons, are dragons flightless or flighted? They're flighted, uh, though I do like that Robin Hood series. Robin seen, Hobb. Okay. Have you seen no, that? Oh, She's oh. got a good one uh, that dragons are boats. They're boats? Yes. Like Viking boats? It's good. I, I'm all. It, okay, okay. It's a good story. Robin, like pirate H-O-B? boats. Like they talk to you. Oh, like in like in The Wind Waker. Y- yes. Okay. The, uh, the, but not like the the dragon, Her Majesty's dragon stuff. Have you read any of those? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm a science fiction guy, not a fantasy guy. Those ones are crazy because it's basically just a retelling of like Napoleonic War era for uh, England. Yeah. And that instead of you know having naval ships, they had. Uh, dragons. Good so, premise. So, yeah, it sounds good. It's like Game of Thrones. Her but, Majesty's Dragon. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the best. Um, have you do, you... do you feel that dragons have a preternatural love of gold? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, that's definitely more of a Tolkien... Have you seen The Hobbit? Believe. Smog done I something? Did. I didn't. I haven't seen it. I, I didn't watch the second one. I watched the the first. Oh, okay, one. so then you have I, Desolation I think of Smog. Milking the shit out of that thing. I also just don't think The Hobbit's very good. Like I, I reread it two years ago, and I was like, this is just. I, I never. I like what came out of Tolkien more than like Tolkien stuff. So you're more pro Terry Brooks, is what you're saying? Not necessarily Terry Brooks, <laughs> but. Uh, I just like I like fantasy. I I think it's fun. I don't need all the the camping and the poems. I anytime that there's a fucking song in a book, yeah, like, that's I the whole thing goes sideways. Yeah, I just uh, do you try to so like for, that's when your lore is getting too far. Well, the, when it gets too far is when the song is in another language and there's a translation yeah. in oh, the footnotes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I. I Whenever any anytime there's a song in the book, I always try to like put it to some sort of hardcore rap from the early '90s. That's what you do in your head. That's what I do in my head. Where you just I don't sing it out loud. Shoot those videos and you put them up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I get I get my all yeah. my elf yeah. elf and dwarf cosplay yeah. friends and um, 3D printer accessories. Dave, what's your feeling on 3D printing? Do you enjoy a good 3D print? I uh, have found recent times where I wanted a 3D printer. Uh, my wife does a lot of crafty stuff. Oh, she's that's perfect for her. And so we've kind of been like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome? But I think it's like one of those things that we would never. You uh, bust it out twice a year. Yeah, it'd be like my telescope that I that I bought and brought out for that blood moon and looked hey, at, looked at the clouds. Speaking of things on the list, yeah. What about that blood moon? I, you, you get to see it. I got to see it for uh, like a fourth of the time. Before the clouds came in, I brought my, I, so I learned that the biggest problem with having a telescope Mm -hmm. is that you don't, it's hard to bring out. Like you don't leave it just set up. You could build a little house in the backyard for it. I guess you put a dome on there. Bad idea. Yeah. Uh, But what I've decided is uh, that I just put it in my closet. Okay. You know, nearby for storage, leave it. Like attach the tripod, just com- you know, compress down. Okay, and then I can just pull it out. It's pretty fucking heavy though. It's yeah, you have like a three inch something, right? It's a big uh, telescope. Eight inch. Eight inch. That is a lot of telescope. Yeah, it's a, it's a big. It's a old school Mead. Better than Galileo's. Uh, yeah, and it's um, it's nice. Um, 
The bad part is it's one of the mechanical, the the tracking ones that has like software and stuff on it, but I haven't really learned the software yet. Mm. So I'm just sitting there like manually tracking, you know, whatever you I want to look at. Just get an app for that, right? I know I, know I can. I just haven't. You just need to plug it in and be like, woodworking took over. Aim man. this at Saturn. And yeah, it'll, it, you see, Saturn has a new moon. Hobbies. It's called Peggy. Hobbies. New moon. We watched it born. Came out of the rings. Just saying. Came out of the ring. The rings made a moon. It's awesome. Pretty cool. Um, so I saw it for a bit. I put on these. Yeah, you know, I put on the filters so that I could uh, look at it a little better. But there was too much cloud cover. What and kind, it, it what was kind really, of filters? Like you made it look like a Russian camera from the seventies with a like, plastic lens. No, it's, yeah, it's like uh, filters that you put on a, on the front of a camera. Oh, like IR filters or UV mm-hmm. filters or yeah. Okay. So because if you look at the moon, especially with one of these nice ones. Uh, it's blinding. Yeah. Like just looking at the moon, you have to move your eye away. So you have to put on the filter to, uh, like what, what kind of stuff, when you look at the moon with an eight inch telescope in your backyard, you'd see everything. Do you see like the Apollo 11 landing site? I, I don't think so. I okay. wouldn't know where to look for. Okay. You can definitely see, uh, even at like the lowest, uh, you know, uh, range that I've got, like it's just full Full frame the moon. Okay. And you can see all like the you, craters. You, you don't see, you the see edges. all the shadows. Okay. You see, you know, whatever you No, it's you do you probably see just the edges. I wanna I wanna launch something up that we can see. Kind of expensive. You I wanna guess. launch it up and then we're gonna use my telescope yeah. to see? Right. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Aim for the moon. I, mean, I gotta use it shoot. for something. Shoot aim for aim the- for the shoot for the moon, Dave. That's what they say. Yeah. Aim the telescope at the moon. Yeah, and then shoot it with a yeah. with a laser, and we'll etch our names. But I'd like to. I, I like this idea of me trying to get into astronomy more. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. fascinated me. Oh, eighty seven year Halley's comet, man! I had posters on the wall. I was so nerdy. We were we're the right age to be peak space, though. That's like pretty- space was still cool. Did you go as an astronaut uh, one year for Halloween? Oh, I applied to be an astronaut. Oh, I sent really? a letter to the president when I was in fourth grade. You saw space camp and you were like, I want <laughs> way before space camp. Man. <laughs> um, this is it's kind of sad now. It might be too soon. But in the as they were working through the whole you might be too young to remember it, but they had a whole process that by which they d- found who was going to be the first teacher in space ended up being Kristen McCall. Mm-hmm. Not really. Um, but, but yeah, they went through a whole application process of teachers around the country. Mm-hmm. I'm sure every elementary school and high school had a couple people that applied. And as a result of one of our teachers making it to the like second or third round or something, I was like, I want to be the first student in space. They're having teachers mm-hmm. in space. Students are right around the corner. So I applied, got a nice letter back from the president. That was the other thing I would draw a lot at uh, just space shuttles. Was yeah, I just make my own space shuttles. I used to love. I think we had some. We had one science class when I was in middle school that was great. Where our project was basically just like, you need to figure out like what would you do if uh, you wanted to get across the galaxy. It okay. was just kind of like a free form, it's like, like Google X. Go design your own. Yeah, you know. And so I was like, oh, I would. I, I think I had designed some uh, spaceship that had like fusion uh, uh, like explosions behind it. Okay. Uh, that would That's catapult a thing. That's it. a real thing. Yeah, that would catapult it forward. Project Orion. Uh, yeah. 
you know, you was like, oh, you have your centrifugal force. Yeah. Uh, spinning wheel in the middle. Okay. It's great. And I made like models. This is all the beginning of my design career. So, so now the question I have is at that point when you presented this, did the teacher, was he the harsh right light of day, like just breaking apart your idea and thus your childlike dreams? Or he's like, oh, that was really well thought out, Dave. Good job. Hey, no, I think like, uh. I had a couple of those things like, you know, in classes, you'd always have like some crafty thing. I took Latin at the time and I remember rebuilding uh, from scratch uh, out of like foam board and wooden dowels and stuff. I remade the Temple of Apollo. Wow. Uh, which was had like 120 a lot columns. Of columns. Yeah. And it was I, I used to do all that kind of stuff. And I think it probably just like scared the teachers a little like what the what am I, now I got to put this thing up in the classroom. See, when we had stuff like that, I always, I was kind of the Ralph Wiggum because I would take a shoe, I I remember I had to do it the night before mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, hey mom, do we have any shoe boxes? It was the only thing I would do at school. The really? homework I would never do. Okay. I so would this do was that fun. the class before, but like that kind of stuff. Class before is a good move. If you yeah. can pull that off. Oh, I did it all the time. It's, it's, it's basically like a credit default swaps of homework. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I uh, I was always terrible at the diorama stuff, mm-hmm. all the model building. I made a working lock one time. Oh, that's cool. Like a shipping lock. Mm. Held water and everything. That was pretty impressive. Um, I did a state competition for a uh, balloon-powered uh, car. Like you, you hook the balloon on the top and it blows out air out the back? It blows out the back, and then you the competition would be like how far it could go. You know, I 3D printed a turbine that you can a turbine that you can hook a balloon up to mm-hmm. and use it to power your uh your car in the future. I, I should have used something like that. Yep. I did well. It was mostly I put a uh kind of like a straw. Oh, really. so you limited the outflow. Exactly. Yeah. So it would come out super slow, and I also pointed the straw down. So mm-hmm. that it was pointing against the ground a little bit. Hmm. So finding the angle that was right. So you get a little bit of a backlash. That's right. Okay. Ground effect. I go to College Park at the University of Maryland and right. hang out with all the other nerds. You, it's, it's like great. the MIT of Maryland, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology mm. or the Maryland Institute of Technology. Yeah, whatever they really had. fucked that joke up, didn't yeah. I? College um, Park was not a good town. It's a weird town. It was fun. That's all the stuff that I liked when I was in school hated all the math no i was fine math i just didn't like doing all the homework it seemed like a lot of busy work to me was that was always taker. my objection i could crush the tests and then i'd well, be you know, terrible on the white kid from the suburbs who yeah. does better at tests than that <laughs> um if you could rewind time back 30 seconds for the purpose of causing mischief just mischief just once what would you do specifically specifically Let's think about that one for a minute. We'll yeah. come back to it. Probably hard. something will come up now that it's out there. Okay. Um, who's the scariest boss, Dr. Dre or Jamie Heineman? Uh, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if some of those people have killed people. <laughs> um, whatever happened to Norm's Bitcoin, we've established that. He still has the Bitcoin, and I still don't have my money. Has he Has he gained? Didn't have... I. Who knows what it's at? Bitcoin. I mean, how many bags of Coke can you trade for a Bitcoin now? I don't know. I don't buy drugs. Um, Joey Famelli dropping off uh, drugs for Dave. 
Follow hey, the white thanks, rabbit, Joey. Dave. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, see you in the bathroom in 20 minutes. Just, just clean that seat first. It's kind of gross. Um, let's see. What happens when a person doesn't pay back a Bitcoin debt? I, I haven't decided yet, but it's going to be probably going to be bad. Uh, how likely are you to invest in alternative cryptocurrencies like Dogecoin? Dave Snyder. I uh, am instead going to put all my money in the insane clown posse cryptocurrency uh, cryptocurrency which a, just came out this week i see p coin it's called the Jugger, insane, juggalo coin I, I think it's the insane uh crypto posse it's, really it's a, yeah it's a real thing it doesn't sound like a real thing it's totally a real thing because the bad thing is you know because all that stuff is open source yeah everybody can make their own goddamn thing we, we should just make one dave dave and will dwc David yes, will the coin WC we'll, we'll, we'll put on like nice ties, like yeah. easily ties. I want to look like an eighties banker. I bought a pink check shirt the other day. Really? Yeah. That's like it's a big gingham? checks. Oh. Well, it's like a gingham, but it's big. Oh, so wow. That's yeah. That's interesting. Cause that's pretty close to like a clown's outfit. I needed something for Easter. So I guess there you go. Yeah. That's a good place it's for it. Festival. We're supposed to sac- sacrifice things. I, I actually was. At I the, chose dignity. I was at the bank today and somebody asked me what I was doing for Easter. And it, the question just threw me off. It was so weird. Well, well, the kid Easter is suddenly a holiday. Like it used to be just a Sunday that I sat in the backyard and drank beer. Mm-hmm. But now like there's bunny expectations. There's candy. I get to hide eggs around the house. I'm pretty excited about that. Mine was very much just giant uh, Italian dinners. Did you not hide eggs? We, they, kind of. Gotta hide the eggs. It was mostly just like a reason for my mother's side. All the faccio benes to get together and do their. That is an Italian name, oh, dude. That is as Italian as it gets. They were, they were nuts. They it's were a, loud. It's a weird thing to celebrate. I saw a thing on the uh, on the internet yesterday that was just a picture. It was. Uh, sort of a graph that showed conversations, how different cultures come to a conclusion. Two different parties mediate together. Is and this going to be racist? No. Okay. And came to clarity. And uh, it looked like uh, somebody had done like 20 different uh, things. And, you know, it would come out and say Americans basically want you to get to the point, make it as short as possible, uh, brass taxi type stuff. Uh, and Italians, it was just like use verbosity of language. And then, like, have a middle point, then use more positive language. Like, it was the most easy uh, one that that had come out of it. And uh, it was basically just... Who did this? uh, It was a guy who wrote a book, and so he published, actually, the graphs that he made for this sort of discussion. It looked legit, uh, and it, it, it was definitely super interesting. Kind of talked about how English people will start with small small talk and... Uh, lightly move into the conversation and uh, how people will make uh, compromises or bluffs. And okay. Who's, who are the bluffs? That means lying. Chinese cultures were like, uh, like Hong Kong specifically was, I think a lower level of bluff. They were, they were quicker. They just wanted things done. Like speed huh. was an important thing. Hmm. So it was kind of really it sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Swiss had one where it just, I think it, Basically, the end conclusion is like Swiss is the best way. Really? Which I guess I just assume is like that's what they is. They kind of assume it's like, aren't we glad that we're Swiss and that we look? We've never been invaded. We got nice banks and it, chocolate. Yeah, it looked and neat. beer. I I thought it was a pretty interesting. I don't know how he got all the data, 
I just liked looking at the pretty graphs. <laughs> he just went to 4chan, yeah. looked up by IP. Um, OPSEC. That's really big, but I don't know what it means. Dave, do you know what OPSEC means? Uh, is that uh, space in EVE Online? I think OPSEC that's means... That's NullSec, right? Yeah, that's that's where you're either totally safe or completely fucked. I can't remember. I think OPSEC is an is a, um, open platform for security. Uh, but it also can mean operation security for the military. See, one of the challenges with listener's choice is people have to give context... Because if they post something vague, we can just talk about whatever we want as long as it fits in that framework. So we could come up with an acronym for OPSEC that is, you know, something. But we have plenty of other things to choose from. So I'm moving on. Charging on. Um, do you got, hey, Dave? Mm-hmm. Are you a computer programmer? I, it's a loaded question. Yeah, sure. You, yeah. You write, you can write. I code, code pretty much all day. Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, I, I have open source projects that are out there. Sure. You're, but you're a desi- programming designer. Yeah. Probably a designer that codes is you, what I would say. You make designs and then you can wire up the, you can make the HTML These and stuff. days I just start, yeah, with the, with the code itself. I don't yeah. use Photoshop hardly ever anymore. Probably best. I've seen a lot of bad things happen in Photoshop. It's really okay. It can stuff. happen. Uh, it, it really depends. It, somebody, uh, a lot of people, you like Alexis still uses Photoshop quite a bit and he can, you know, code his designs. Uh, so it's a good starting point for him. Where yeah. me, I'm normally under the gun trying to build things <laughs> in the shortest uh, possible amount of time. So hey, you have three days. Make yeah. me uh, tested. Sure. All right. Um, I think that's, that's how the conversation started yeah. years ago. Um, I'm going to leave the hating of England, Australia, Texas, and parts of Asia to uh, another podcast. Uh, also, the the pooping in the, the novelty pooping stories will will leave behind. Um, what about did you play it, what, Square Enix? Sony sold off all 9.5 million shares of Square Enix, according to this document that was written by users posted to the internet. I haven't played a Square Enix game in a really long time. That wasn't like a, an acquisition as part of IDOS or whatever. I played Tomb Raider. I played yeah, uh, Tomb Raider. Um, uh, I played a Deus Ex. That's that's one of theirs. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty good. But I, I like I haven't one, played. Yeah. I always think of Final Fantasy and and that kind of stuff, like JRPG, like hardcore JRPGs. And mm-hmm. I haven't. I just don't play those anymore. Yeah, I they they really haven't moved on. I think that's kind of the trouble with a lot of them. If you, I never played those games for their stories. Yeah, uh, much so. Well, and when the gameplay didn't move, I was like, uh, I don't know that I can still do this. And I played them like when I was playing them. I was playing them at a time when I had basically infinite free time, and and limited money to spend on video games. So a sixty-hour game sounded like a great deal at the time. And now a 60 hour game just means more time that I can't play Spelunky. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I feel like square in general, just they're becoming less and less relevant. Mm. Well, but the stuff that they're doing that's outside of the traditional th- things you associate with square are, are good. Like mm-hmm. that Tomb Raider game was great. I would love to see more games in that, in that vein for Tomb it's Raider. A too dramatic to me. 
I mean, yeah, it was it was uh, it was much better than I thought it would be. Okay, it's just yeah. not my style of game. I liked the combat. The storytelling stuff can go someplace else. Yeah, and all the weird the weird getting impaled on things bits would have been okay without that too. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, but the bow and arrow, I like shooting people in the head with a bow and arrow. Very satisfying. It's always fun. Um, Google Glass. What I've been thinking a lot about Google Glass lately. It's been in the news quite a bit for a product. I don't, I don't know. Do, do you think it's still moving along or is it? So, well, they're updating. They're constantly updating. They mm-hmm. just moved the hardware to KitKat, um, which is which I think is happening today or tomorrow or yesterday, mm-hmm. some, sometime in the very, very near term. Um, like the, the problems with that, I've almost entirely stopped using the one that we have. Yeah. Um, I swapped out for the second rev of the hardware put it on twice and was like, I don't, I, every time I go to put it on, I think, Hmm, do I want to be the guy walking around? Yeah. So that's what I glass? was wondering. Like, do you not have a use for it? Or is it more that you don't like, what if it were just on your regular frames that you have on now? So if I could do that, I totally would. So mm-hmm. The frames that are the, um, the frames that they're selling that are compatible with it don't work with my, my prescriptions too thick. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, like, there's a, I just feel like the downsides of wearing it are not offset by the upsides of wearing it. Like if the camera was better so that I could take great pictures instead of kind of okay phone cam pictures, I would probably be more into it. Um, Like the nav stuff is good, but it's not, it's not good enough to be offset by the fact that people are going to fucking scowl at you everywhere you go. Yeah. I'm one of the weird uh, technology hypocrites that, you know, makes a living building technology and, and doing all this kind of stuff and should, should be really an, ad, uh, an adopter of a lot of that stuff. But I, I always, I think it's because I work with it so much. I just want it out. You were like, late on smartphones too, weren't you? Uh, I was kind a of resisted little, a little bit. Yeah, I was a little later. I, I definitely don't, I try not to use my phone as much as possible. Like I, I get, I don't get mad, but I always am bummed out. I would say when I'm, in like a uh, social setting or something and people are on phones. I, I, so I've made a concerted effort over the, I, like I've always, I've, I agree. Like I have always, we've talked about this on the podcast before, mm. but like if you're in a car with someone and they get a phone call and they just like drop the conversation that you're having with them and just, hello, mm-hmm. it's just rude mm-hmm. like that. And that, that doesn't happen as much anymore because everybody's just on their phone all the time. So it's yeah, just, everybody's just flipping through Twitter or Facebook or something. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to get on the subway stop, like get where there's a crowd of people it's a bus stop or a subway stop and get where oh, as many of them can see as possible. And then just pull your phone out and watch everybody else pull their phone out. Assuming they don't already have them out. Oh, you mean just like a trigger? Like mechanism? it is, it is one person pulls the phone out. Half of the crowd around them will pull their phones out. Yeah. It's, um, or just in any sort of line, go get a burrito and yeah. watch Everybody pull it out or the grocery store. The, the one place I am completely shameless about phone use in public is standing is in the line store? at the grocery store. Oh, see, well, I'll do it because, you know, my wife's always making like some strange, crazy recipe and I will have to look up a vegetable that I've never like. You have to used. go get a picture. It's just not part of my repertoire. Like a parsnip. You know? I, yeah, I wouldn't know what a parsnip, uh, it's like a white like carrot. sometimes, uh, Give me another vegetable. Hit me. Well, other ones that I learned that I didn't use all that much would be like a celery root. Okay. Um, that just looks like celery. Now I use it a lot. No, it's the, 
the bottom the part. stump. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I just get the whole celery. That doesn't look like celery. Well, but I get the whole celery and then chop that part off. Oh, yeah. you mean below the below the curve, the under the ground part? Yeah. The root. That's the root. The you can buy root. that. Why would you use that? So it's great. Uh, I started using that. Now is this, this like is like a Native American couple, thing where you use the entire celery. No, it's what uh, it's great for is uh, next time you make mashed potatoes. Yeah. Do half potatoes, half celery root. We do cauliflower. Uh, you do half cauliflower. Yeah, we usually do all cauliflower. Call oh. it mashed potatoes. All right. Well, it's kind of a lie when I think uh, about it. You can do it with celery root, and it's a lot lighter. Mm. Like it's not like a super thick, and it also gets that. That sort of airy taste that you get out of, uh, it, it's really good. Um, what if I what if I wanted to make the potatoes heavier and more hearty? Just put a shitload of butter in and some cream. Uh, I use sour cream. Oh, that's so good. I don't even use milk. Okay, or a half and half in it. I just take pure sour cream <laughs> and put it in. That's and intense. Mix it. Okay, that's it's great. Good. That sounds great. Um, I I keep my my grocery list on the phone now, so I'm the guy walking around with the cart. And the phone just propped up on the rail of the cart, you know. Potatoes? Potatoes? Where? Potatoes? Okay, I got potatoes. I use the, uh, uh, we use a, like this app called Avocado, which is just for two people. Okay. And so uh, it's like for you and your wife or whatever, yeah. or your girlfriend. And then we just put our, my lists. wife and my girlfriend are two different people, Dave. We got to, yeah. it's really important we keep that separate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry, uh, honey, I'm going to be late for podcasting. Yeah, I'm podcasting real late yeah. tonight. Be sweaty afterwards. Gross. I'm not. Yeah. It's cool. I'm allowed to make that joke because I made ex- that exact joke. My wife made that joke at me yesterday. Which joke? Like, but that's what's happening when you're when Jeff is podcasting late. Oh. Because I am on Jeff's schedule. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which means that, like, Jeff doesn't really have a great schedule a lot no. of times. Uh, he lives his life outside of the norms. Yes. Uh, so he just, you know, sometimes he'll end up at, you know, pick me up at eight. Sometimes it'll be, you know, six. You're like the forgotten child. Go. I'm okay with it right now. It's fine. Cause I can just sit and go. When I was in, when I was in elementary school, one time my, my mom thought my dad was picking us up and my dad thought my mom was picking us up. Mm-hmm. We both got left at the school. Did you have a trophy? It would make it just like a movie if, like, you were just you sitting like, there when they came. Like and I, I you won up. the school spelling bee. Yeah, you're like, you guys missed Neglected. it again. <laughs> Neglected. Um, I'm gonna go and tell you, I milked that one most of the way through college. That was that. Mm-hmm. If you make that mistake as a parent, you got real problems. Yeah, they can use that against you. Um, should we talk about podcasting? Like this podcasting from the car thing. This show, you, you and you and Jeff have a show, or Jeff has a show. That Jeff you're has the, a show. That you're I, the guest on. Yeah, I'm probably like the sidekick on. Would say. Okay, you're the Ed McMahon. Yes, yes, Andy Richter. You are correct. Um, I listened last night on the way home. Oh, really? Yeah, I could get. I realized I could get it on Mixler. It was a bad in the car. show yesterday. I feel. I thought the sound quality was pretty good well, compared the sound to what I've heard in the quality past. Quality fine, but there was lots of dead air. We were both pretty tired. Sometimes, well, and Jeff had just come out of the podcast, which is sometimes that doesn't like, stop him. No, but he just come. Out, as somebody who edits the podcast regularly, I'll mm-hmm. tell you that editing the podcast is the bad part of podcasting. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just sitting around talking. Yes. You, know, you, you don't scratch yourself in, in inappropriate areas when you're having the conversation. The fun part with Jeff, too, is he's always got like the whatever serious station is playing the randomest thing at the time. Sometimes, sometimes there's audio mix issues with the background music. Yeah. Sometimes the music's a little hot. Yep. You can't tell exactly what's going yep. on. But that's, overall, part of the, that's part of the fun. Did yeah. you make it? Were we pre or post Outback? 
Oh, you stopped at Outback? Yeah, we stopped at Outback. So, and we actually shut it off, which is normally we don't do. We normally will take it into uh, or the food establishment. But we were like, you know what? We're kind of tired. Like, let's just go have some fun at Outback. Recharge. Yeah. So, so when I got to my house, this will tell you what the difference in our relative commutes. Mm-hmm. So when I got to my house, I... Um, you were just saying, I'm going to text my special lady friend and see what the dinner situation is. Oh, yeah. So I was still in the city. You were still in the city. You were talking about people with pink hair and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, that was wild. It's a 22-minute commute for me door to door at that time of night. I'm just thinking about the outfit. It was a great outfit. I'd never seen anybody use a scooter as a fashion like accessory. accessory. It was pretty like it was amazing. a hot pink scooter. I, I wish you had a picture. Hot pink hair yeah. and a hot pink purse. Pretty amazing. And then just leather. Like yeah. black leather, all the rest of us. Yeah, okay. I can, it was I, just I, weird. I, I pictured it in my weird. head. Yeah. And you're in the tenderloin. It's all it's always strange. Um, is this the outback by our old office? Yes. The one you took used to take Kessler to? Or I've I've taken many You've taken many to people that. to that outback. Yeah. yeah, okay. I've I've been there a few times. Yeah. Okay. That Best Buy's gone. Really? Yes, it's closed. I, so much of the first year of tested stuff came from that Best Buy. It's empty the, now. The, I think we were probably their primary customer. The uh, the uh, uh, flip cameras from the condom pool video, they yeah. came from there. The condoms came from that Walgreens. Norm and I walked into a Walgreens over there and asked. Uh, uh, we had to get them to open the condom case. Together. Both of us. Awesome. We were holding hands. Yeah. Um, I think there's nothing more depressing than a closed uh, Best Buy. It's for some reason worse than a Blockbuster because it's just huge, and they take the tag off. But they still, I'm sure you still still read Best Buy where the paint faded everywhere else. Yeah, but the the big tag that's you know the hallmark of the oh the blue the blue thing the yellow oh it's okay. a yellow tag on a blue yeah yeah. Thing. So, but that's always just a it's big gone. giant thing. And so, yes, you have the outline, this paint outline of where the tag used to be. Just giant. That Best Buy was the weird, it was a weird, like that was the Best Buy when new consoles came out. I was pretty sure that you could go to that one and probably get them the day of because nobody would, nobody would yeah, bother going there. going there. Yeah, no. It seemed like a good place to shoplift. I was guessing. And that's also where I got my DJ Hero 2 controllers. Or just sit and play video games all day. Yeah. It's not a bad way to play. Not, not a bad way to live. Um, somebody asked a question about emoji, but since it's in Google Docs, I just see two squares. So I'm going to assume that one is poo and one is the frowny dog. Okay. You, you have an Android phone, so you don't get to experience the wonders of emoji. Uh, I don't. I mean, emoji always is. It's so weird to me. Can, it's everywhere. I can never find the one I want. It's on like GitHub, which always uh, oh, surprises nice. me. I saw um, in Target the other day. I went to Target with the baby. I saw the uh, in the dollar aisle. There was a sheet of stickers that were just emoji stickers. It looked like they lifted them straight from iOS or you know whatever your mm-hmm. GitHub source for emoji is. But I can never, like I said, I can never find the one I want. I'm always like, I want the poo in the toilet, and they they should be next to each other, because you're gonna want the poo in the toilet together. Yeah, I feel mostly just when I'm typing in small boxes, all I realize is how often I use the same words. Shit, fuck, piss. Uh, not necessarily that. Just, Sorry. Uh, I say the word just a lot. Like you, 
You, you just have to, I think, because most of the time I have to explain how something works. It's this simple. You just have to do this. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. Explaining how stuff works via text is a challenge. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Joey's doing some big peddling over there. He's peddler. Um, what else we got here? Anything jumping out at you? People are asking about wrestling. I don't know anything about wrestling. I'm not, uh, I'm not huge on, uh, I used to follow the wrestling. Have you looked at that, their, their, their app thing? It's kind of interesting. I talked to Jeff, uh, a lot about it. It seems awesome. I I would love it if I, if you were into wrestling. Yeah. My hobbies are already, I I have no problem. Like I like wrestling. I wish that I could get into wrestling, but I just don't have time. Your peak hobby. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much wrestling. Less hobbies. It looks like they have like a oodles of stuff there. And I think they said they got 600,000 subs or something like that. It seems so it's like interesting. Uh, it seems like they've done pretty well with it. Like mm-hmm. most people have said that they like the service. Uh, it's a pretty decent deal if you compare it to, you know, renting or uh, purchasing. Pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah, just WrestleMania alone. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hashtag smite is on here. I don't know what that means. Um, what would get you, Hey Dave, what would get you to switch to Android? I am already on Android. I'd made the switch a long time ago. Done, done and done. I actually can't, uh, when I go on iOS these days, I, I, I'm one of the people that kind of thinks that they've gotten a little worse. You think the, you mean as they've added features or with the new iOS seven design? No, I just think that some of the, cause I used it. Uh, my last iPhone was an iPhone three, which would have been like what four six years ago. Yeah, but like, what was the version of the software? Oh, you probably got iOS yeah. four, and then but iOS four ruined the iPhone three, yeah. if you remember. Or yeah. So to me, like uh, weirdly 3G. enough, uh, I think a lot of the limiting factors have just been the single button mechanic of iPhones. You mean the home button or the the yeah the single button that's used kind of for everything? You mean the, the fact that there's no back button? Yeah, and meaning that you have to double click and do all these mm-hmm. you know sorts of things. I I weirdly think that the the Android stuff has just kind of had a a little bit of a a leg up with some of that stuff, and mostly just because their uh, actual uh, their home screen and stuff. It's so much better. I feel like a better experience than an iPhone home screen. Well, just the fact that you can put information you want there yeah, with the I, widgets is, is good because that's the thing for me. I'm not like a huge app user. I, I want it for mail. I want it for maps. I want it for, uh, a couple like podcasting programs and, and, and Twitter yeah. and the New York times. And that's it. I don't play games on my, yeah. Uh, on my phone, I, I just use it as a device for either uh, when I have some time to kill or I need to contact somebody. So um, I like just being able to set up that home screen and, and tweak it like I would a desktop on a computer. It's like active desktop all over again. Yeah. But like the Google Now stuff, I mean, I don't use any of that. Well, so, you, but you don't, the Google Now stuff is an un, insanely useful for me. It is? Yeah, because I have, we have an updated calendar. So like if you have a, if you have a current calendar, that stuff is amazing. It's great when you're traveling because mm-hmm. it actually, like if I put the location in my meetings and I have meetings off site, then it actually gives me travel time to the meetings. Like the, the Google now will pop up if you are 45 minutes away, it'll pop up at 55 minutes and say, Hey, you need to leave at this time to, to get there on time. Based upon like events that you're putting in based on the, like, That's so great. based on appointments, mine, that stuff's magic. Mine just automatically figured out like where I work. Yeah. 
It uh, does that. Which is, which is kind of neat. And it'll send me a note like, hey, this is how far it'll be. Sometimes uh, that's hilariously work. wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, maps can only do so well. Well, G- Gina got in a habit of going to the same place at lunch regularly. Oh, so then it thought that that was yeah. her work because she went there like twice a week or three yeah. times a week or something. Um, yeah, like, I mean, here, here's the thing. For me, it's just I use my phone. Um, I don't usually play games on my phone, but I do use uh, it's mostly the same stuff you said, you know, nav. Uh, uh, calendar communication, email, mm-hmm. mo- email and, and text and Twitter. Um, and I do a fair amount of like web browsing. Like it's, it's the thing. I mean, I always have a Kindle app or something on there so I can grab whatever, if I'm stuck someplace I can read, you know, pick up my book yeah. where I left off. Um, but honestly, and this sounds super dumb, but the thing that's holding me here is the Twitter clients, the Twitter clients for Android are a hot mess for the most part, mm. and, but, but they're infinitely better than the Twitter clients for windows fun. Yeah. I use that plume one, uh, which Plume's is nice. okay. Uh, the best part of uh, any Twitter client that makes it better, at least for me than the iPhone stuff is mostly just that I could put it on my own home screen. Right. So f- for me, it's just that I don't need to like move through like a, you know, an app window, yeah. click on the thing, wait for it to load. Tapping on stuff yeah. is so hard, Dave. No, it just takes a while. It's exhausting. Like all I want to do is like click it open, check to see if anybody sent me an at reply and, and yeah. that's it. I love the notification stuff that there's an actual physical uh, sort of light that appears with notifications with Android phones. To me, that's better than always having to like open my phone to see like what push notification happened. Because uh, I can just I can just see my phone. It's like, oh, there's something that I need to sort of adjust and I can change all the notifications to, you know, have it do whatever color or whatever. Honestly, the stuff like the thing I found over the years is that I just, I'm much better off by turning off notifications. So I turn off notifications for almost everything. Yeah. I like I, I have, I, I don't get email notifications. I get email notifications for like five people. Um, I don't get, I get text notifications. I don't have any notifications on Twitter. I don't have any notifications on DMs anything else on Twitter, which I don't get. I mean, I do, DMs DM. are on. Yeah, you're right. But I don't do at replies because it's a, that would be a disaster. Yeah. DMs for me are always, uh, well, Twitter DMs are kind of the new I am. Yeah. Especially since you're not on Facebook. Well, I don't use, I don't get them that often. I probably get like maybe one DM every month or two. Okay. So like the bad part is I'll just have like these really old, like anytime it's yeah. in there, it's like, I'll just be reminded of something that happened like a year ago. Well, but the, so the neat thing about DMS for me is it's a good way for people who I know kind of professionally, but don't maybe know like somebody I, I don't have their yeah. cell phone number mm-hmm. maybe for, for us to communicate. So anyway, um, what else, what else is on this list? People want to know about pizza. Do you guys make pizza? Are you pizza makers? Uh, yeah, no, we make it on a, we have one of those big green eggs. We put it on there. Oh, that's right. Uh, which is tough because it's great. Comes out great. Cooks in about six minutes. You, you know, ramp it up to like 650, 700. Can, can, what's the upper limit on temperature for that egg? Can you get it to a thousand degrees? Mm, you, you safely could, you know, okay. I think it might show up as up to 800 on the thing, but okay. I, I'm sure you could get it up super high. Uh, but you know, when you throw something in that, that hot, you basically only have, I would say a 15 to 30 second window of like, you need to pull it off. Yeah. And you're either going to miss that and it's going to come out a little soggy 
uh, or it's it's just gonna get burnt. And sometimes you pull it off, and you're in your rush of trying to get it, it flips, and next thing you know, you have a calzone. A what? A calzone. Oh, calzone. Have you? So I don't. I don't have the flip problem that much. I, well, so what I do in the oven. I don't have the egg. I've t- done some grilled pizzas in the past. Um, but I do it on just a normal gas or, or charcoal grill. Um, and I actually put them on the grate. So I oil the grates up real yeah. good and then just lay it straight out there. And, and, and that works really well, yeah. but I kind of use a different dough for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I made more, still more pizzas this weekend, uh, with that baking steel. Um, so, so I need to send you that link, but there was a article, a Sam Sifter article in the New York times last week about Roberta's pizza, uh, which is a Brooklyn, it's like a hipster Brooklyn pizza place where people go and like anytime you go there, it's going to be a 45 minute line. Um, but they do wood fired pizzas in a thousand degree oven that take about a minute to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and they posted both their dough recipe and their uh, recipes for like two or three of their more popular pizzas on the, in the New York times. We made two of them. We made a, just a straight margarita uh, and then also made uh, what they call green and white, which is basically a bed of mozzarella and some arugula salad that's kind of lightly dressed. Unbelievable. I don't like arugula. I, I just I, get the fuck off, Dave. Uh, that's it. We're done. Podcast over. It's, Do you like pepper? Uh, what's what's your beef with pepper? I like pepper. I don't like arugula. Pepper is delicious. Arugula is peppery, peppery lettuce. Uh, it's good like for it. you. I Full of antioxidants. I'm not a big fan of Okay. Well, there's nothing I can do to help you then. Um, that- I saw here uh, something about the the Ars Technica steam sales thing. Yeah. So I I had some. Did you read this? Yeah, I did. I okay. read. What, I, what's the pitch? What's their What's their takeaway? Uh, that 37 percent of games that are bought on Steam aren't played at all. Counting like free to play stuff. Uh, just games Everything. that are in. You know, they basically said, "Hey, look, we took a methodical random sampling." Uh, of you know the profiles that are actively available and looked at you know how often games were played and all this kind of stuff uh, the the problem and knowing that data pretty well because uh, we we had to do all the achievement stuff for giant bomb back in the day uh, it that data isn't the best like it's yeah kind of mis- it's pretty misleading uh, I would say. You know, all you have to do is look in at your own profile uh, and be like, I definitely didn't play that amount of, you know, well, game or these types of things. Anything that has a launcher. Yeah. Uh, that's pre that's pre or post game is always going to uh, like Borderlands 2 has a launcher. It's going to you're going to get a lot of those because people forget to shut down the launch. Dota has, uh, you know, oh really? Well, Dota has its own like massive environment. That's, you know, not the game itself. Uh, and so Dota showed up as like the most played game by a factor of three more than any other game in there. Well, so the other thing, the other thing I was going to say is they didn't start tracking time until after TF2 was released. Right. So that was, that was brought as an update in the article yeah. uh, as well. That kind of showed that kind of stuff. Uh, I just, you know, data that you're getting from those kind of sources, I would always look at them and, and look at them more as curiosities rather than hard data. Uh, it's a novelty. The, yeah. The steam specifically the steam data that, that comes through their API is not, it's just it's suspect. It's not suspect. It, they're, they're doing the same thing for all the games. It's just a kind of a, 
like a, I always thought it was like a half thought out system that they, that they created for it. They could have done a whole lot more with it. Uh, but you were on the kind of the bad end of that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like anybody who had to compile that data had to go through those same methods for it. So, uh, I just, you know, there, there are definitely games on steam that I played like huge amounts that don't show up as being played because some of that data is not there or it got lost. Like even or, on your client is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like I know I have more time in TF2 than they list, but part of that is because most of that time was before they started tracking time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I thought it was an interesting story though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, and there's definitely, like, I definitely have a hoarder kind of a hoarder mentality with steam where I will frequently, if there's something that I think I might play later and it is $5, I will buy it. Yeah, I do the, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. But, um, so I played an hour of remember me, which seemed great, but then I didn't play it for two weeks and I've forgotten how to play it now. So I'd have to probably start over. And, I just got that off of, uh, it was on PlayStation plus. Oh yeah. So I picked it up. For yeah. Free. yeah. It's worth playing. It seemed, it cool. seemed really fun. Um, and the price is exactly right when it is free. Um, what books are you reading? What are you reading? I am reading the wind up bird chronicles, which what? is a what? Murakami book. That was my best mini. What? What? Huh? Pretty good. Yeah. You need to roll up your shirt sleeves though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Get the guns out. Get it a little darker. Yeah. Um, I read one Q 84, so do you know who Murakami is? Is he the anime guy? Japanese. No, no. Yeah. He's a Japanese novelist. Okay. So he writes, um, wait, I assume it's he. I, wait, he's a guy that did Never Let Me Go or? I'd, I'd have to look. I've read, this is the second of his the books. The Remains of the Day guy? Uh, I don't think so. I'm going to look up. Uh, I'm, the I'm, day guy. I'm, Who, of course, is not going, he might be Japanese heritage and not. Uh, Japanese American. Yeah. Uh, so Murakami wrote Norwegian Wood, Wind Up Bird Chronicle, Wild Sheep Case, Kafka on the Shore, and One Q eighty four. Um, it's writes really gorgeous prose and kind of fantastical novels set in modern times without any of the typical elements you associate with fantasy. So there's no dragons, there's no warriors, there's nothing like that. It's basically just characters in worlds with fluid rules so maybe the lines between reality are thin and it's easy to accidentally fall into the wrong universe or something like that Mm -hmm. where everything's normal except for the moon's a different color um i sliders Hmm? so sliders yes but 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 the thing about murakami is the prose is really or at least the translations of murakami that that are released in the united states is the prose is really gorgeous, like really, really beautifully written. It's very deliberate. Um, it's funny. I read an article the other day. Uh, I wish I could remember what it was now because I'm going to feel like a jackass. But it basically was about the origins of Japanese otaku culture and the idea that a lot of times it was, it was about whiskey, actually. Mm-hmm. A lot of times uh, the Japanese will take something that is American or European or whatever. Steaks. Yeah, steaks. steaks too. And there's a long music, the whole thing. And then apply fashion, apply such a, an ex, excruciating level of detail and precision to it that they become, uh, they develop a different kind of mastery even than we expect over here. Well, which is always hilarious too, because they have their own alphabet for foreign language. Yes. Which is awesome yeah why not made it easy to go around japan yeah um so yeah that's the it's a really good book what are you reading but i also started on the martians 
which seems interesting. It's about, I read the first chapter and on Amazon and bought the book as a result, but it's about a dude that got stranded on Mars as part of a, it's like hard science fiction. It's oh, kind of like I Red Mars. I saw, or, yeah, I saw that on Amazon too. I didn't, I didn't pick it up, but I, I remember reading a blurb on it. it, it like it's dust, more like a survivor tale, right? Kind of. That's what it yeah. seems. It seems like, it seems like what would happen with like, I know you read Red Mars and, mm-hmm. and those, those books. And it seems a lot, remind me a lot of that with a little bit more of kind of Robinson yeah. Crusoe, Crusoe thing there. The guy I was thinking of, by the way, was Kazuo Ishiguro who wrote The Remains of the Day, which is the old, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fly fishing one, but right? He wrote is that a river a really runs through good. it. Uh, no, that's a, that's a river, a river runs, runs through it. it. Okay. Never Remains mind. of the day is where he's the butler in England. Got it. Okay. Uh, he, the book that I really like him for though, he wrote a kind of quasi sci-fi novel, uh, that, uh, probably like closer to like a Margaret Atwood style, okay. like sci-fi novel, uh, that was called never let me go. Which okay. I probably don't even want to talk about. Like, it's got such a good premise to it. It's that good. It's it's called it, Never Let Me Go. It's called Never Let Me Go. And the the best way that I could describe it is I gave it to my sister who loves uh uh you know loves fiction and stuff too. And I gave it to her, and she's like, I can't read this book. It's written like it's just written poorly. And I'm like, you need to read the rest of the book. And that's the that's the best. That sounds pretty good. Uh, that's the best reason that I could, uh, you know, the best way that without spoiling it, that I could sort of uh, describe it to somebody. Do you have a strategy for like remembering stuff that like I've gotten to the point now that when somebody says, hey, you should read this book. I just go to Amazon and send the sample and then I immediately am, am good. I've got a wish list Ooh. that I run in um, Why name it, uh, that I run in Amazon that's okay. got. Uh, it's got playing at the world, which is about uh, Dungeon Dragons and war games. How that all came apart. The Gary Gygax story, just like in general, how war games okay. started and then how that led into sort of popular culture. It's, it seems like it's a huge book, like seven hundred pages or something ridiculous. Uh, I've got some Sanderson novels in there that I haven't read. Uh, understanding wood finishing, how Ooh. to select and apply the right finish. Ooh, riveting. Uh, the joint book, just just a complete guide to wood joinery. Oh, man, I thought it was going to be a prison book. Yeah. Uh, Bill Bryson, One Summer, which I think is about uh, 1927. Of Dyson Men, which is another uh You're going down Dungeons a deep Dragons hole book. with Dungeons & Dragons stuff. Yeah, and then it's just lots of um, uh, fantasy books. I've got some Heinlein in here that I haven't read yet. Um I, uh, before I started on wind up bird chronicles, which is kind of a tough read. Like I think, I think one Q 84 I liked was a little bit more digestible. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the Charles Strauss, uh, tra- uh, uh laundry books just start to finish. Cause yeah. there's a new one coming out. Those are amongst my favorites. They're, they're really good. They're, um, uh, you know, basically if, if James Bond meets Lovecraft, so you know, British Secret Service agency fighting Lovecraftian horrors from beyond the the nth dimension. It's really good. Uh, what was what was the next one? What's what what else you got on there? Dave? NHL twelve. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like NHL? I just the game. It. Yeah. Okay. I was pretty surprised actually. Uh, Amazon does a good job when you delete stuff out of your wish list. They ask if you own it, which I did in a couple of these cases. Ah, not NHL twelve. Uh, I used to love hockey games, but I. Yeah, I mean, everybody loved it. There was a period of time when everybody loved you. 93, yep. 94. NHLPA. Yeah. 
Those were good good times. Make Kretzky bleed. We um we I had a league that ran like four seasons on the Genesis. Mm. Same cartridge. Good times. I can remember getting so good at the move in that uh game that I could easily get like hundred points. The one games. touch? The, just the in out. Oh yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah, you the, go the in towards you pull out and then shoot shoot in the corner. We always did the one touches. It was like it was like a one touch contest, you mm-hmm. know, how much how much can you hit? Um I'm going down this list. There's a lot of stuff here. Um, do you see the Snoop Dogg thing? What's the Snoop Dogg thing? So Activision, you know how in Dota you can buy announcer packs and you can hear like yes. the Bastion guy. Yep. yep. Right. They're doing the same thing in Call of Duty, but with Snoop. All right. So if you play Call of Duty multiplayer, Call of Duty Ghost multiplayer, I think today you can buy a pack that replaces all the announcer voices with Snoop saying stuff. When does the Bruce Campbell Army I, Darkness pack come from the the whatever the zip files of Duke Nukem 3D? Nope, you got to pay for it. Isn't it amazing like all that stuff that we just had oh, as yeah. like regular they they were so commonplace like mods I want I want to say even back then were more commonplace uh well as a use than they are now and now it's just weird like when there, when there was only when there were only a limited number of multiplayer shooters, everybody's attention was concentrated on one or two games. Right. Yeah. So if you think about it, like the Quake, Quake Two, Quake Three days, Unreal Tournament came out and that got a lot of attention. But for the Quake and Quake Two time, there wasn't really another multiplayer shooter. You weren't playing Blood. <laughs> uh, this might surprise you. I played a lot of I played a lot of those build games over yeah. modem. So yeah. like me too. I, yeah. Yeah. We would play head to head with other people, yeah. but never online, never with more than one yeah. person. Um, so yeah, I think it's funny that they're charging for all that stuff. Now mm-hmm. there's IP tied to it and the whole thing. Um, I remember downloading, you download like Simpsons packs for quake. You downloaded, uh, and the servers would Mortal download them automatically. For oh yeah. You. It was always nuts. The Mortal Kombat packs for the quake games and yeah. half-life and all that stuff where that, that was, and that would, they just straight lifted here's the sounds from mortal Kombat. we're gonna put them in it's good times um somebody asked about zojirushi and webhook brand synergy opportunities you have a new zojirushi you didn't bring it over here i do uh it's okay you told me to uh i i told you i was like ah i really want to get you know i wish zojirushi made this type uh, and specifically what i wanted was a zojirushi uh zojirushi uh that had uh Stainless steel in the middle of it because the old one that I had was painted, mm-hmm. so it would get a little dirty. Uh, I wanted one that the other thing was I didn't actually use the the flip cap. I would just take the cap off and drink straight because I, I wanted like, like a, a heathen, a, like a, I wanted a you know a, a a gulp out of it. But I when I do that, it was just straight on metal, and you it was it's kind of pointy. abrasive, yeah, yeah to your uh, to your mouth. So I was like, I want one with the plastic lip. And you're like, they, dude, they have one of those. And I was like, what? And it was basically just that it's on page three of Amazon when you will search yeah. for that stuff. So at this point, just to be clear, you originally were the originator of the Zojirushi recommendation. Yeah, I was. I, I love you were like, I this thing those. is magic. I, you should you should test this. I was the person because, you know, as a coder, you always get, you know, you'll get in your zone and you'll just forget. Oh, that's right. I bought coffee this morning. Yeah. And so I always had the problem where I bought like I had coffee. It'd just be a full thing of coffee that I would remember at eleven in the morning. And it would be cold as yeah. And gross. I'd still want the coffee. Yeah. Uh, so I could never have it. And then I started using that stuff, and it was great. 
I think they call these the tough mug, but if you want to get one, the black color is the Zodrusi S M S is in Saul M is in mellow hyphen J H E 48 B A. Yeah. The best way that I could describe it is the top of it is completely flat. It just looks like a cap. Yeah, it's a cup basically, yeah. but it's insulated. Uh, right. And so it's perfect for what I needed, but because I, my Zodrusis, I always used to have the site logos on them. Yeah. Uh, so I got a webhook sticker made, and just because you wanted a sticker for your Zojirushi, I knew that I was going to need them for that. Like I didn't buy a whole lot of stickers and fit on there perfectly. I felt pretty good about it. Okay. Did you put it on the top or on the side? No, I put it right above Zojirushi. Okay. So like I want it there. It's Co-branding. Like, exactly. Synergy. I even I had to take a photo uh, recently to be like, oh look at you know webhook on the screen type of thing, and I made to put. Good. Nice work. Yeah. Web. So you're saying Webhook is powered by Zojirushi, basically. In a way, you know, it it definitely is. Zojirushi is one of those brands that I like. I just we bought a Zojirushi carafe for the house. Oh, really? Yeah, because like I'll do a pour over in the morning. I'll do a big one. Don't they? Is it part of their coffee maker one? Uh, this one is for coffee. It's a. It's a. But this is glass glass lined, and it holds it holds the same way as the travel mugs do. Um, but it has a little. Like it has a little thumb push button that opens and closes it. Oh, and it has a when you push the button, it tells you on the top whether it's opened or closed with oh, words. That's really cool. good. Um, my feeling on pants is that I am pro pants. Yeah, I hardly ever wear shorts. It's never hot enough here to wear shorts. Yeah, I also just oh, it's weird. Got you got white legs. Have, no, it's mostly that. That's where the Italian side comes out. You know, I'm kind of blonde. Okay. So I don't look Italian. I got the nose. I've got an Italian. Yeah, you got the Roman nose. Yeah, I've got a I've got a De Niro mole. Okay. And uh the other part that I got is my Uncle Carmen's like uh just hairy legs. Freaky hairy legs. They're not freaky, but they're they they're that. definitely like, oh yeah, that's that's an Italian man. Like if you were looking at the bottom like half of me. All the hirsute nature just skipped everywhere else. It's all concentrated on the legal region. Yeah, that's right. Um, I own two or three pairs of shorts. I wear shorts. Like I garden. When I work on the tomatoes, I wear shorts. That's what you do. Um, I would not ever wear a utility kilt, probably. There's a guy that comes to my Safeway that wears a utility kilt. I own a kilt. Kilt's different. Kilt's a real thing. I own the did you get it when my you were Roddy real? Piper one. Really? Yeah, I remember I did that for a... Oh, no, no, no. That, I think that was a CBS one. Uh, yeah, that was before me. I just ran a... No, it was after you. Oh. It was at CBS. Okay. And I did a uh, Snyder's Pit where I just dressed as Roddy Roddy Piper and I just sat and would interview people after <laughs> after that they were on the big live live show as a second. Uh, oh, as a second thing. cam. Yeah. So when you were wearing the kilt, were you aggressive with the kilted nature of the like, were you sitting across from them? Were you basic instincting? Were you? I was drinking a little bit, so I probably were, had no idea what was going on did, with the kill. You wore it traditionally. I just. Were you was, wearing underwear, Dave? Uh, I think so. Okay, yeah. most yes. of the time, at least. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. No, okay. was Italian. Remember? Oh, right, right. Very Italian. Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. People, uh, another link to an end of Moore's Law story. I have heard over the last 15 years, probably 30 times that Moore's Law is ending. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened yet. Okay. Uh, did you play South Park, Dave? Probably I did not. not. It's, too, it's too expensive for me uh, for 60 bucks for a PC game that's 12 hours and 
it's going to be funny, but uh, I'll just wait. I'll wait for it to go on sale. The inevitable sale. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I it's, like South Park. It's really funny. It's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, somebody asked, given that that was successful, is there a TV show you would want to see a game similarly made for? Network, the movie. It's a, that, that, just super <laughs> it's a real weird game. Yeah. You'd just be like a network executive. There's a window opening mini game. Yeah, I think that would be a funny one where you think of a like a, a real uh, real life kind of MMO. Yeah, where uh, the way that the game worked, uh, think it's of like it dope as like wars. network uh, network manager, right? Yeah, you would just get YouTube videos that would come in as like pitch stuff, and then you'd have to pick. Like you and I would play against each other. Oh, so be, it's so it's almost each like play a network. It's like right? that weird fighting thing that Jeff plays. Uh, what's it, it called? Uh, I'm, uh, salt, salty bet. Salty bet. Yes. So you, you, there are two videos that come in, we put them up and then like, they're both new and you come back a week later to see which one gets more views. It would be like fantasy network. Yes. Where we each ran, we had a budget that we could spend against okay. certain things. We got to email this to yourself or something. Yeah. This is like a good idea. idea. It is a good, this idea. is a strong idea. Yeah. This has just been in your pocket all this time. No, You're wasting just, time with well, CMSs and nonsense. Yeah could be doing uh, something real but that'd be great because then like each person you, you'd role play like a different style of network hmm. so you can only you have more budget that you can put against individual shows meaning that you can buy like quality but yeah. you have to like kind of make it back so like i think it would be a, a interesting uh sociological study and it would be it should be like a four, so it's kind of like um there's a game that the idle thumbs guys were talking about last year called neptune's pride that's that's the same kind of real time nature and includes in, establishes the same kind of backstabbery, but it's basically like a slower than light battle, like interstellar battle simulator. So mm-hmm. you have to make all sorts of deals with each other, but then there's all the travel time in between. So like forever war stuff kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like you, but, but the interesting thing that happened when you play that game with a big group of people is there's a lot of intrigue and, and fuckery basically, mm-hmm. which if you had four people playing, you know, Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC in say the eighties when people still watch network TV, mm-hmm. it could be real interesting. So here's, I also had one other idea, which I was talking about with Jeff that I want to do kind of under the same vein is I'd like to have somebody just edit, take uh, the last 10 years of reality television. Okay. And edit it in such a way because there's such there's so much out there that I think that you could probably make uh, an interesting two hour long movie that has nothing to do with any of the shows. You're just using the footage from them to construct a plot. Oh, I think that's totally doable. Yeah, no, I know it's yeah. doable. I think it'd be kind of interesting and you know a, a good like oh my god, like it's like a film school experiment almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like a long form TV carnage. I, um, I'd like to see a Flintstones video game, but not like, not like a a platformer. What kind of, no, 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 no. I want to, I want to be like Flintstones inventor where you have birds and animals and then machines like the incredible machine kind of in like an angry birds art style. Yeah. Well, I would say a Hanna Barbera in the sixties art style, but you know, that if you think angry so birds, so more like a scribble knots style or like the incredible machine or something like that. So you just have these parts, just have a bunch of parts, <laughs> yeah, and then, but it's like half shit carved from rocks. Yeah. And then the other half is animals being used in fucked up ways. Yeah. I think it could be really funny and dark. 
can't remember enough of the main points. I mean, I mean, I watched a lot of Flintstones like everybody else did. I remember he worked at some factory job. No, no, he was uh, worked in a quarry. Well, it was kind of the same thing. And, the, and there was the, well, not the same thing, but industrial kind of, yeah. kind of work. I remember if there was a whole lot of stuff in there though. There's yeah. a, well, there's always the thing is the animals were always kind of a punchline to the bit. Like, like they'd be watching the TV and he'd be like, this damn thing's not working. And he'd smack it. And mm-hmm. then it would fall yeah. open and there'd be a bird inside. Yeah. Uh, you'd have uh John Goodman as a narrator, but not as not as Fred. Yeah. But yeah. just as like serious. I think you get Morgan Freeman for that. Morgan Freeman explains. Okay. All right. <laughs> and the bird was inside yeah. the TV. Yeah. All yeah. along. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, couple more things. Uh it seems like everybody wants to talk about stuff they talk about in the giant bomb cast. Um if legal no, nope, 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 nope. Uh we've talked about wearable tech and implants, I think, before. Uh this is a serious question. Are jokes about the Hindenburg all right now, or is it still too soon? So I was actually, this is weird because I was talking about the Hindenburg the other, the other day. Okay. And I don't know enough about it to know that I know the, uh, the obvious tragedy of it, but were there a lot of deaths and were the deaths from people on the blimp itself or on the ground? I think I think more than anything, it's a, it was the first time that it was like a media event. I think that that's a, my understanding. I that think it was caught on film. I, I assume so. Yeah. But like, I, I didn't know whether there was a whole lot of death that was involved. And I, I was talking about this because the Goodyear guys just did their new, uh, they're replacing the blimp fleet. With, Wait, what? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Over the next five years, they're phasing out their ones they've already built. In. The helium blimps. Yeah. The new one is coming out. And what they've been saying is that they're not technically blimps because there's a, like an aluminum exoskeleton. So they're dirigibles. Yes. Or, uh, I forget the other term for it. Um, but they're still going to call them blimps. So how many people do you think died in the Hindenburg? What's your ballpark? There were 97 people on board. Oh, uh, I mean, just from watching the video, I would, oh, I would either say all or, or none. Uh, it's, the world's not black and white, Dave. It's always a gray space. 35 people died, plus a crew member on the ground. That's still, when you see the video, though, it seems amazing. You would think so a lot more have, people would have died. Must have landed and then kind of blown up. Right? I think it kind of crashed on the ground. People maybe jumped yeah. out and stuff, broke legs or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think it's more uh, because of the, uh, you know, the, the, oh, the humanity. Yeah. Um, and, and all that stuff. Like, it seems like, seems like, I think probably the answer though is it's probably not too soon. Like, I think you're okay with Hindenburg jokes. Yeah. I feel like that's probably, we, we're, it's a hundred years almost 90 something years. The survivors are all passed on May night, May 6, 19. It's been 80 years. Maybe it is too soon. I don't know. You tell us post in the comments, whether you think it's been too soon. Anybody who's still listening at this point. Um, I think that's, that's a good, as good a place as any. We have, we have two questions. You want to oh, take yeah. a question? Sure. As, if, as if we haven't taken enough questions already. Let's do it. Um, 
Hold on. Uh, did you see Winter Soldier? No. Did you play FTL? Yes. You, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. That, I'm going to play some music. And That's then we'll it? Take, that, that was it? Those are the questions? No. No. Oh, the real going clear, to the questions. I was going to do... Well, you want to talk about FTL? Have you played the Advanced Edition stuff? I have not played the Advanced Then we, we have nothing to talk about. Okay. Okay, I'm going to play some music. We'll take a question. Emails? Well, but we do the other one. Emails. It's, you know, we don't do emails. We do emails. No, 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 no. Questions. Boom. So at the beginning of the podcast, when I when I made everything, I played the wrong one. At first, what I did was turn the volume way up on that. So now it's crazy loud. Mm-hmm. So on, on Brad saying emails. Okay. Yeah, so that's why it's so loud. I apologize. Uh, if you have a question for this is only test. The email address is podcast at tested.com. Keep your questions short. We got a really good question. It was two minutes and 45 seconds long. So that could have been like three separate questions maybe, but one question, it was too much question. So try again. We also got a guy that wrote in and said, hey, I use Google TV. So of the hundreds of thousands of people that presumably are listening to this every week, one person, Google TV. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ryan asks, Hey guys, I think it's a safe assumption that you all have smartphones. So I was wondering how everyone curated their apps. Do you have lots of pages, lots of apps, lots of folders, something else entirely? My mate. So I've got three screens for, uh, my Android. Three screens is a good number. That's the number I have. One screen is just for Twitter. It's just a full page of Twitter. A widget. Yeah, it's a widget of Twitter. The other one's a widget of the New York Times. So both those two cover my boredom. Uh, My main screen, uh, half of it is just devoted to what time it is and what the weather is like. And then the top is just folders for uh, my most used apps. Most of them are, there's a music folder that jumps into Sonos or Amazon Cloud Player or... uh, Pandora or something. Yeah. Whatever, Podcasts. You know, whatever those are. Yeah. Podcasts. Uh, and then I've got uh, ones dedicated to each, you know, thing that I use all the time. The only app that I use that's an actual like app app that's not connected to a different service, uh-huh. like Sonos or Spotify, those are all like not They're, necessarily phone things. Yeah. Uh, I use Paprika for uh, my recipes. Recipes. That app's great. great. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I see. I started using Evernote. I moved all my recipes over to Evernote. Oh, oh, I can't stand them. Really? Yeah. I used to really not so like it. Bloated to me. It's gotten they they have they have trimmed the fat in the last several years. Because yeah. the last time I used it, I was like, man, this takes forever to load. Yeah. It's kind of slow. It's a little janky. It's like a bad web app that they made into an app, and now it's fine. I just like pure text. Give me notational velocity or a simple note app. Simple notes has eaten my stuff before, though. Yeah. So, so I stopped using Simple Note because of that. Like I used to pay them in everything. I really liked that service. Mm-hmm. And then I lost about fifteen hundred words one day. I was like, "Nope, that's it. I'm done." You, wow. you one mistake and you lose me forever. Stories in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I know I probably shouldn't write stories in there, but what do I know? Um, I have folders on my desk on my main screen for uh, crap that I rarely use. Productivity, which is like Dropbox and One Password and all that stuff. Google Docs. Uh, and then I have an audio video one and have like, what are your four on the bottom? What are the ones that are always there? Uh, Chrome. Okay. I have Mail. Same. Yep. Uh, text message. Ooh. And uh, Twitter. No. No, because no, Twitter I've got you a have whole, the whole screen. screen. Yeah. Can't even remember what that probably like settings. Okay. But, Minor phone 
Mail, Twitter, and Chrome. Uh, one more question. Unmas. Aaron asks, my girlfriend and I just moved into a house with a tiny little baby oven since we lease and don't own. Replacing it is not necessarily in the cards. This has pushed me over the edge, and I really want to try an immersion circulator. I'm all set between you and the wire cutter on finding the best circulator, but I have the, a question about the other stuff. Uh, what do you two recommend for cookware to use with a circulator? Pots, crock pots, plastic tub, cooler, whatever. Um, what vacuum sealer do you use? I'm looking at a food saver. Uh, anything under 150 bucks, it doesn't take a huge amount of space, would be cool. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Um, so I, I have, we, we, well, we've talked about sous vide off camera. I, we have definitely, and I think the most impressive thing that you ever did was you convinced a 23 year old who doesn't really cook all that much. Oh, cause Ian went and bought one. Yeah. He, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you, I'm like, you barely have pots. You just need one pot. I know, but it's just wild. Like, I think that's the the reason that he liked it. Is he's like, oh, this could solve every problem. He's looking at it as a sustenance thing, not as a as a technique, as yes. a way to maximize your enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. He's just looking at, like, I can put a bunch of food in bags and then chuck it in the water and it'll come out and won't kill me. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I would say you can use any kind of pot you want. A crock pot will work. A stock pot will work. Uh, if you want to get the plastic tubs, like the Kembros or whatever, if you want to get metal prep trays, you can do any of those. Uh, cooler works for big stuff. Uh, if you get the right immersion uh, 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 circulator, we actually uh, just shot a video for the Sanzaire uh, that'll go up on Monday. So you can see that. But that's the one we're recommending now. It's fantastic. Um, the food savers are good entry level vacuum sealing. Uh, I have an eight inch, I think, or a six inch vacuum sealer, which is enough to do steaks and chicken breasts, but I can't fit like a, a rack of ribs into. So, um, I can do short ribs and stuff like that, but no, no racks. So, uh, there you go. I, I think you should spend no more than like 40 or 50 bucks on a vacuum sealer. That's my advice. And I guess that'll do it for us. Dave Snyder. That was fun. Listener's choice. I was, that's good. I do that all the time. Probably should have edited those down a little bit in retrospect. I really worked out. We were all over. Anything we missed that you want to hit? Do you, do you feel like, uh, uh, it looks like we got, you know, quite a, quite a few of them. Yeah. I still don't believe that Snoop Dogg thing. I, um, I don't know. It makes sense. That kind of seems the way that, uh, Call of Duty is evolving. It's just becoming like the lowest common denominator weird American culture, something that you would find on at 3 PM. Like um, on the knife show. Yeah. Call of duty edition. Yep. Um, if you were stranded on a space station, 30 days from help with nothing to eat, but Norm or Gary, who would you choose and why? Mm. Gary's oh, a little bigger. We never did our 32nd thing. Did you think about it? Probably not ask this question. Oh, um, Hmm. I'd make them fight to the death. Oh, that's a good idea. Then yeah. they decide. Yeah. And then you just, what if they both turn on you? That could really backfire. That's why you're, that's why you're on the other side of the airlock. Are you sitting there with like a laser, a moonraker style laser rifle? Yeah. Aimed at either of them. Yes. Have you thought about what your 30 seconds is? Do you have an answer? I don't, I don't have a good You can answer. go back 30 seconds. What can you do to with 30 seconds? Mischief. Yeah. But, but like, 30 seconds isn't enough to rob a bank. It's not enough to stop a bank robbery. It's not enough to really do good. 
because you you have to be in the right place at the right time anyway. So it's not like I can go back to 1963 and prevent Kennedy from being assassinated. There's a good uh, there's a weird uh, movie that just came out that uh, it's a chick flick that was made for the uh, by the Love Actually guy. And the premise is, is that this guy turns 20 yeah. or 21 and uh, his dad uh, sits him down and says, hey, and it's Bill Nye, not Bill Nye, the science guy, but Bill Nye from from he's Pirates the, of the Caribbean. He's, he played Davy Jones. Probably. It seems like he probably would. He's an English guy. Yes. He, he's yes. the Tall, dad. Lanky. He's the stepdad from Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I don't know Shaun of the Dead that well. <laughs> I think those movies are all right. <laughs> What? I know. What? I know. What? I know. It's where my my failings are. But anyways, uh, he tells his kid, he's like, hey, look, uh, here's the thing with our family. When you turn 21, um, you aren't going to believe this, but you have the ability to go back in time. And you can go back in time at any point in your own life. So quantum leap rules. uh, And... All you have to do is go into a closet or any dark space, uh, make your fist into a ball and just decide where you want. This sounds great. And so it ends up being just the story of uh, this guy going back in time to try and, you know, win a girl, you know, win a woman's heart. Oh, he's trying to fix the lost love. Right. But there are certain rules in the going back in time. That's like any time travel thing that make it. I think I saw. Does it, does he make the, like the groundhog day mistake where he knows too much about her? Uh, he will use that stuff when he like makes mistakes. He'll just go back in time and like do it fix the it. other way. So that's what he'll do. He'll, yeah. he'll very much go back 30 seconds in time to be like, Oh, I messed up that joke. Let me tell it again. <laughs> you know, so, but, but, but does he meet himself? Like if, as he's going into he the, does he meet himself that it's not, it's super like low thought on that side. Uh, what will happen is like, he'll, go back in time to fix something. He'll get a positive action out of it, but then something else will happen that he'll find out later in the night. Yeah. And he'll be like, Oh, I actually should have, should have solved this problem and he can't be in two places at once. So right. that's where. Does he ever have to make the choice between saving the world or getting the girl? There's no saving the world, but yeah, getting the girl. It seems like if somebody had the ability to travel back in time like that within the span of their own life, they would probably, is he age? Uh, he ages. Yeah. He, you know, the fun bit, do you care about this? Yeah, this is interesting. This well, is, you, no, I mean like, do you want me like, oh, no, do you care oh, about the, well, hold on. There's other people that might care yeah. though. So don't, spoil I'll tell it. you after. Okay. Cause it's, it, the movie's not necessarily worth watching. I, but, but the tra- time travel paradoxes are like among my favorite thought experiments. Yes. Like the, the, you know, did you read that 1963 book? The Stephen King one? About the guy who went back in time to save Kennedy? No. Really good. I haven't read a lot of King. I, I read the uh, Dark Tower stuff. Dark Tower is the best yeah. that he's done. But this is this is good in kind of a pop, in, in kind of a, hey, here's a weird setup. Here's an interesting proposition that everybody always talks about. The, the good rule that it's not spoilery in any way uh, that's fun in that movie is mostly just that there are two people. It's him and his dad. So they both okay. have the ability to... Uh, time travel and they both know that they do it, but they can't necessarily do it together. Okay. So a lot of times they'll just be like, did you just like, cause they have no idea yeah. if the other person did. It's all the not. fish out of water, misconnection stuff that's right. common in romantic comedies. Yeah. So yeah, that, sounds that great. part was kind of fun. Okay. Well, thanks for coming by Dave. Yep. Uh, webhook.com. Webhook.com. People can find you on Twitter. 
They can find me on Twitter at uh, Enemy Kite. Uh, and of course, on the Jeff Gersman Mixler Drive what, Time Show. that is. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. Both to and from work, right? To and from sometimes uh, it's brought to brought to you by Arby's, not Arby's. Uh, a and W. I stopped at A and W after we came up for your daughter's birthday. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah. I hadn't had a root beer float from them in years. It's great, but I was like, I'm going to have a root beer float, mm-hmm. and that draft, the root beer that comes out of the A and W kegs at the store, did you much stop better than there, the, or did you stop in the drive-through? Well. First, I went up to the drive-thru, and then it was like the credit card machine is broken. Oh. So I had to go find an ATM because I'd already pulled off the wow, freeway. You, you were committed. Well, at that point, you yeah. know, AW is a special thing. Uh-huh. Um, so I got a root beer float, and Gina got like their whatever their Blizzard equivalent is. Mm-hmm. And um, regretted that immediately because it was nowhere near as good as the root yeah, beer float. Yeah, root beer float's great. It gets the, the weird like. You got to mix it immediately. Oh, no, I like to have the oh. the foam from the root beer come up and make bubbles around the ice cream. Slush it. You want that slush. Oh, no, no. The float of ice cream going down and yeah. getting ever creamier is delicious. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming by, Dave. Yep. Uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of This Is Only a Test. We'll uh, see you guys later. Uh, today's outro comes to you from Madden Man, I think. See you guys later. Hi there. I didn't see you. That's it. situation where you're just constantly spewing right and it could go for a while which i think would be really fun it might be really dumb (laughs) i feel like we should talk about what that's in relation to it's a board game